Let me tell you, when you want to change any situation in your life, you have to throw a seed. You throw a seed. That is why our faith is not against you using good things. So far, you have showered those good things on God first. You can't be thinking of giving God a car and not have one. Okay. Now, <clears throat> um, I want to conclude partnership generosity part two. So, I want to do part two today. Uh, you remember we talked about uh, partnership right from time. So, go and get all the series and listen. The series, the package. Please listen to it. I implore you to listen to it. Or let me say, I'm commanding you to listen to it. Because when you implore some people, they won't. Until you command them. Or you implore and command. So that they can listen. Listen to all that things you will hear that will change your life in those messages. This is very important. Great businessmen who are kingdom businessmen are partners with God. Great career men and women, they are partners with God. You have to partner with God. You cannot just be a born-again believer. You have to partner with God. And I told you what that means. So if you check those series, you'll get the detail. This is simple summary. God has agenda on the earth. And God cannot carry out the agenda on the earth without engaging human beings. So you must be one of those human beings that must partner with God to execute his agenda on the earth. So you devote your time, you devote your money, you devote your materials, you devote your heart, you make sure your prayer, all those things are part of what you use to advance God's kingdom on the earth. Your career, your business, your whatever. Your living now is for him. Glory to God. Lift up your right hand, everybody. Say, I live for Jesus. Say, I live for God. If you believe that, can you say amen? Amen. So you must live for... The devil must know that this guy is living for Jesus. This babe, this dude, he's living for Jesus. Glory to God. You must live for Jesus. And then not how do you live? You partner with him to get the job done um, on the earth. If you are still here, can you say amen? amen. Good. Now, um, God is generous. Um, you have capacity to be generous. You hear that? So, um, though you were born naturally stingy and selfish, you have the capacity to be selfless and um, be generous. So you were born naturally stingy and selfish, but you were now born again to be generous. Abraham was a partner, Solomon, David, all of them were partners. I can show you. David partnered with his resources to build the temple. Solomon loved the Lord, like we read last week, and he gave a thousand bond offering. Being a partner makes you to operate at the very center of God's agenda for your life basking in all of his blessing for you. Let me quickly show you something in Exodus chapter 35. Exodus chapter 35 verse, verse 4. Let's start reading from verse 4. In verse 1, the Bible says Moses gathered all the congregation, but let's start the reading from verse 4. It says, and Moses spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, this is the thing which the Lord commanded. Can you see that? This is the thing which the Lord commanded. 
That is what it means to be a minister of God. You declare the things which the Lord commanded. Yes, the next verse. He says, take from among you an offering to the Lord. So it is not wrong for a man of God to declare that you should take offering. So far, God commanded it. Look at it. Among you, an offering for the Lord. Whoever is of a willing heart. Do you remember Paul wrote about this? He said, it must not be, you must not be coerced, lured, or forced to be a giver. Now you know the partnership I've taught you is on three legs. You remember? Intercession. Participation. That is your time, your service, your skill, your whatever. And then the last one is your finances. But the most difficult part is finances. Some people participate. Some people intercede. But if you genuinely intercede, your heart will be there. And then you want to give. Look at it. He said, let him bring an offering. Let him bring it a willingness. Let him bring it as an offering to the Lord. Gold, silver, and bronze. You know, when I read the scripture, eh, sometimes I allow the Holy Spirit to just breathe on it. God is not going to say because somebody is bringing gold, the person is special. He needs silver too. He needs bronze. So it means that whatever, you, whatever level you operate, you have something to give to God. At whatever level you are. Remember the woman that gave the two coins? Two mites. We call it widow's mite. Just two. And then Jesus said she is the one that gave the greatest. Because she gave out of, she gave all that she had. Everybody gave out of what they had. But she gave all that she had. Now let's go on. It says, silver, gold, silver, and bronze. Yes, verse 6. It says, blue, purple, and scarlet. Thread, fine linen, and goat's hair. Now, this is not human hair. Goat's hair. Praise God. You see that? Yes, next verse. It said, ram skins, dyes, red, you know, badger skins, and acacia wood. Yes, oil for the light, and spices for the anointing oil, and for the sweet incense. Yes, you know, onyx um, stones and stones to be set in the effort. And in the breastplate. Now, all who are gifted artisans among you shall come and make all that the Lord has commanded. Go to verse 20 because of time. Verse 20. Verse 20 says, And all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. Then everyone came whose heart was stirred, and everyone whose spirit was willing. Can you see that? So, when anybody is stingy, especially towards the kingdom of God, is because your heart is unwilling. Look at it. But you need to be steered by the Spirit. And they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting, for holy service and for the holy garments. Yes? They came both men and women, as many as had a willing heart, and brought earrings and nose rings, rings and necklaces, all jewelry of gold. That is, every man who made an offering of gold to the Lord. And every man with whom was found blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine lining, gold hair, blah, 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 to the Lord. Go to chapter 36, verse 1. And um, these guys, Bezalel and Haoliab, and every gifted artisan in whom the Lord 
has put wisdom and understanding to know how to do all manner of work. Now, you think it's your school that puts wisdom and understanding. Can you see? All manner. To know. To know how to do all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary. There are a lot of professors that can't solve the problem of this nation. Because they don't know how. The wisdom from God is not in them. So don't, it's not about certificates, my friend. It's good to have certificates. God can have something to work upon. All manner of work for the service of the sanctuary shall do according to all that the Lord has commanded. In this nation, I have seen incredible things. God lifting somebody who went to technical school to employ those who went to university. So you humble yourself. Hmm? There's nothing wrong in acquiring skill. It is even important because God never deals with people who are not skillful. He doesn't deal with people who are not willing, who are not skillful, to an extent that need effort. That's why when Jesus came, his partners to do the gospel, the twelve disciples, they were all busy. Businessmen. He didn't go to the temple to go and be choosing Pharisees. His ministry would have ended there. Went to the streets. Went to the fishermen. Those are the people that followed him. Task collectors were serious people. Custom officers. Serious people. You see, even people stealing, they are serious to steal. People still in this country, they are very serious people. You don't know. That's why they amass the wealth. They steal it in bulk. They don't do retail. They do wholesale. Because they are serious. You don't get. Anytime you are a serious person, you do something, you know, big. A politician, well, probably a military estate died and is still giving us money to now. Another government will come. They will say, so, 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 salute. The guy, they said, anytime he just chose to, to, you know, and then money will drop in Nigeria. Millions of dollars. Look at it. Verse 2. He said, Then Moses called Bezalel and Aoliab, because they were the one in charge. He said, And every gifted artisan in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom. May God put wisdom in your heart. Amen. Can you say a better amen? amen? I know some of you say, You know, Holy Spirit will be Christ unto us, wisdom. So why have you not been operating in this? Oh, Pastor Jimmy, have not been operating in it. Okay, why have you not been operating enough in it? We need wisdom to solve problems. He said, God, I put wisdom in them. He said, everyone whose heart was dead to come and do the work. To come and do the work. It wasn't their work. It was God's work. The wisdom was put in them to do God's work. Go to the next verse. And Bible says, and they received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of, the, of making the sanctuary. So they continued bringing to, to him free will offerings every money. Every money. They were bringing every money. I'm sure some people will have brought and then they still have to bring again. They still have to bring again. Are you getting what I'm saying? May God steer your heart in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and break you away from poverty. Break you away from lack. It's a, it's a lack mentality or poverty mentality for somebody to be doubting to give. If you give 
out of this, you know, the best way to give is to give with blessing consciousness. You know, regardless of what happened, you are blessed. So blessed that you cannot be stranded. Even when it looks like you are stranded, you know you are in a process. Yes. Are you still here? Read verse 4 together, everybody. Verse 5. Let's read it together. One, two, three, go. And they spoke to Moses, saying, The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded us to do. People have brought what? Much more. Much more. So they told Moses, Except if we want to build another extension. What we plan to do, people have brought more than enough. And let me tell you, if you check the history of the Israelites, in fact, not history, check their present lifestyle. Their state, the state of Israel is a state that has much more than enough. They live in the desert, but they have the best agricultural, agricultural um, setup. They are in the desert, the best. In the Middle East, go and check their record. Others will get noble, um, what they call that stuff, uh, Lorette on um, peace. Go and check economics, they are there. Science, physics, everything. The wisdom is still working in their language now. Even naturally, it can go. God has to still put it there for us to know that Bible is true. Abraham's covenant, still working in them. Get them into the country to come and run this country. Just four guys. Get them into this country. Everything will change. They are behind the technology. Forget it. If they win their highs at America, America is gone. That's why America doesn't joke with them. They know it's a covenant thing. It's a covenant thing. They don't want to go into politics. And so a president who wants to move, move the capital to communicate to the world you should know that it's a president that is one way or the other connected to the prophecy of the scripture. Have your own bias. I don't... I, that is the word of the Lord. Look at what happened in the next verse. I want you to see two things here. People brought much more than enough, but see the integrity of a minister of God. I want you to see the integrity because you, you believe that. You know, one of the things I've heard people from partnering with God is that they believe that pastors just live and feed fat on the people. Such pastors will be busted before they enter hell. I'm not joking. Feed fat on whose, which people? Let's read it together. One, two, three, go. So Moses gave a commandment really boldly. And they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from bringing. Can you read this? Can, do you see this? What do you get from this passage? How were they getting the money they gave for the offering? No, look at it again. Let's read it loud and clear. Yes? So Moses gave a commandment and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from being. That's the integrity of a minister. When is enough? 
the people must know that it is enough. Not that you continue to take. To the extent that people will now sit there and say, ah, but what we give is more than what we built. Once you, opportunity is given, I'm telling this school of ministry now, once opportunity is given to people to doubt your integrity and lose trust in your ministry, game over. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why from onset, this ministry, the finances, everything is in the hands of people who manage it. You can't successfully control a person manipulating the finances. If the person leaves the church, he will expose you. There is nobody that has ever left this church that talks about financial scandal. They can't even talk about it. They, they dare not even go there. Because without talking, thunder will strike some people's head. I'm not joking. I'm yet to see the biggest giver in this church, in this ministry since sunset. That have given past me. I make bold to talk about it. I am, I, it's, I'm boasting in the Lord. I know what I'm talking about. Where some of you will be comforted and say, well, pastor, you're the one that God called. <laughs> so when God called you, then you now call me. <laughs> they were working. They were working. Now, when you get income from the proceeds, let's say salary or what you call it, you cannot survive by salary. Let me tell you. Some people say salary is salary. Praise God. That they just see it in Yoruba. They say salary. God needs to just call you and take you into a blessing that is beyond your own calculation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Have you ever been in certain places before and said, ah, when am I, how will I get among the people who build skyscrapers? Have you ever been in the place and said, oh God, oh God, must my destiny end in Lagos? When am I going to have business in New York? How do you think you can break into something like that by partnering with God? You can't partner with God and God will leave you at the base of the ladder. With the masses. Going, going on tra- mass transit. Are you getting what I'm saying? I, I know what I'm talking about. If you want your life distinguished and be different. Abraham's life was different. He was dining with kings. Isaac, the same thing. Jacob, the same thing. Who do you want to take your own resemblance? How should I say it? Borrow me the pigeon. Are you see here? Are you hearing something? You must hear. Look at your neighbor. Say, are you hearing? You must hear. Your life must change. If you have spouse here, you are in a relationship or whatever. Say, are you hearing? Our family must be my, our family must be a giving family, not a stingy family. Don't bring your father's uh, arrangements to this new family. Are you? Are you here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't marry a stingy guy. Don't marry a stingy babe. There are babes that love to always receive. You don't know that life is designed to receive and give. You receive to give and then you give to receive. You remember widow of Sarifat? That's example number two. Partner with Elijah. Spoke about that last Sunday. Her last was given to Elijah and her life was different. Number three. You remember the rich woman and uh, Elisha, the woman that prepared a place for Elisha and gave him a, gave him a house. Do you remember? 
that as he's going, he said, ah, man of God, as hospitality, it can be traced to Abraham, who saw three men. And the Bible told us that it's God manifesting at, that manifested as three men. And took care of Elisha. Number four. This is very, very important. I want to talk about four and five now. I'm giving you examples. Joseph, Arimathea, and Nicodemus. How many of you remember Nicodemus? They even, they, you know Nicodemus, there is such a word like Nicodemusly. When they said, do it Nicodemusly. So it means that you do it secretly. Nicodemus was a high member of Sahendrin. Was a senator in his days. They were like 70 or 71. Do you get it? You know that Sahendrin? They are like 70. You remember the Sahendrin later started giving Jesus problems. Do you remember? They were set up to give, to stop the gospel. They were into Judaism to the point that they were so much in the flesh, under the law, full of flesh, full of sin. But they had an understanding of the truth because they were coming from Moses. How did they form this Sahendrin? Their own uh, structure were formed by God. God told Moses, he said, choose 70 leaders. He used this guy to speak to him, his father-in-law, you remember? And then he chose 70 leaders, he said, out of your spirit, share with them. That is how Sahendrin started. They started in the spirit and ended up in the flesh. So by the time Jesus came, the Sahendrin, then, who they started by the spirit that God gave to Moses had become a very fleshy, carnal, unspiritual structure. So one of them, because he knew the truth, he came to Jesus. You remember John chapter 3? But that's not where I'm going. Since he came to Jesus, he saw the lights. And then since then, he has been secretly following Jesus. Give us Matthew chapter 27, verse 57. The same thing, Joseph Arimathea. Joseph Arimathea was a very rich man. Look at it. Now when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. He was also a member of the Sanhedrin. He was a counselor of a big estate. A counselor of a big estate. A member of Sanhedrin. He had become the disciple. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. Jesus needed people like this because he knew his body will just remain on the tree. There were people that he will want to raise to commit the gospel and commit the influence into their hands because he know if they are not in the palace, they will decide against the church. You must be part of people that must enter into those places. Palace! To be the voice of God in the palace. Are you getting what I'm saying? God won't trust you to get into the palace if you cannot start flowing with him from now. There are businesses that enter the palace. There are people who are fashion, they are fashion designers. They are the ones that clothe the kings. Clothe presidents. I'm not joking. One of them had a design. He's now in the United States. He had to run away from the nation because he was against this present government. He was running a program on, on HIT Kakaki. He ran away. Anytime that guy saw me in Abuja, he would design, a, a, his wife is a fashion designer, he said, Pastor, I'd like to do a suit. Like, his mind is always partnering with the people of, I'm not joking. They would take my mail, he said, Pastor, we know. 
your structure might have changed a bit. We want something. Do you understand? And any time I see those clothes, paka. You don't need to understand that. Every time I wear those clothes and the function is a partner. Are you getting what I'm saying? He was the one that clothed, he was one of the designers specially attending to John Mahama, the former president of Ghana. At some point, he became a special advisor. Um, essay to one of the ministers of the Federal Republic. And I'm going to Abuja, just see guys, this one, essay, this one. Ah, Abuja, yeah. These people are government. He went to get the body. Yes, the next verse. When Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean lining cloth. Actually, apparently he did it with, um, with Nicodemus. And laid it in, the, in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. If you don't have money, you can't do that. And he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. Now, let me show you something. Go to John. You'll get the details in John. John chapter 19 from verse, verse 38. John 19, 38. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for the fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission, so he came and took the body of Jesus. Yes? And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, you remember, also came bringing a mixture of man and hallows, at about a hundred pounds. Now if you check concordance, you know that that was not small. Look at it. He said, Then they took the body of Jesus, they took the two of them, and bound it in, in strips of, of lining with the spices as the custom of the Jew is to bury. Praise the Lord. You know, while I was thinking about this place, the Holy Spirit told me, He said, If they did this while Jesus died, can you imagine what they did when he was alive? Are you getting what I'm saying? You know that people's commitments always reduce when the main person that they've gone. That's why some families, they will be abandoned because the father in the family, who people have been benefiting from and all that is gone. Are you getting what I'm saying? And they are not caring about their children. But these guys were faithful even after Jesus Christ is late. You might not hear any book of the Bible called Nicodemus or Joseph Arimathea, but you'll be shocked what you'll get to to see in heaven. Because these guys fulfill prophecy. You know that it was prophesied that he will be buried. You know it was prophesied. This guy fulfilled the prophecy. Which kind of prophecy are you fulfilling? You know some people killed him. They also fulfill prophecy. So which one are you fulfilling? Let me give you another example. That's four and five. Hmm. Example number six. Turn your Bible to John chapter 12. I want us to read from 1 to 8. There is a family called Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Do you remember? In Luke chapter 10, if you read from verse 38, Mary and Martha accommodated Jesus. He came to them, and then they fed Jesus, and blah, blah, blah. You know what happened. So it's always like that. So Jesus, whenever he's around their area, he will go to their house. Look at it. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Yes, there they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. 
eating. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of... You know, you partner at different level. Some people cook beans for Jesus. Somebody brought alabaster box full of oil. Look at it. You partner at different level. Silver partnership, gold partnership, um, um, platinum, um, what else? Diamond partnership. You partner at different level. Hmm. But you see, if we do those things on the earth, it's God that sees your heart. Some people might be silver because they give below 100,000 per month. Some people might be bronze because they give below 50,000 per month. And some people are gold because they give 1 million every month. But you see, somebody who is giving 1 million can be giving out of 200 million. And somebody who is giving 50,000 that is silver or bronze can be giving out of 100,000. So who is, who is much more? Are you getting what I'm saying? In the eyes of God, that person is, that person is, is gold. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, but we just, you know, we just categorize on the earth just to say, according to your giving, you belong to this, you belong to this, you belong to that. As for the earth, God's reward is sees what remains after you have given. And that is the main giving. Because Jesus said that everyone gave out of what they had, but she gave all that she had. The woman, widow of Zarephath, gave all that she had. That's what I was telling you. That you have to make a decision. If something looks like it was stopping you. Because that's the serious thing he said he shared with me. I said you have to make a decision. I knew I was going to pray with him. I knew something would happen. That's one of the things some of you don't know about the ministry of men of God. You are the proof of our ministry. If you come and something does not happen, we go back to cry. You don't get. I don't need anything to happen in my life. Those ones will happen naturally. I don't like to start believing God for money and start believing God for this, start believing God for that. You arrange it and bring the money if you are blessed. No, no, I know people here that if you are so blessed, I know it. You can't be blessed and be driving hate cars. You come and give me one. You get what I'm saying? I, I, you can't. Look, I'll collect the blessing. <laughs> Invariably, I'm telling you, my ministry is for you, not for me. You, do you get what I'm saying? My calling should answer in your occupation, in your job, in your career, in your businesses. My calling should be answering there. It should be, things should be happening. Regardless of the heat in Lagos. You know, they don't have heat in Abuja. They have some. Praise the Lord. Alright, sorry for those who don't understand. For this, we interpret the rest. So let's read. It said, Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spinach, anointed the feet of Jesus, and then wiped his feet with her hair, and then the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Yes. But one of his disciples, Judas Cariot, holy, Simon's son, who will have, who will betray him, said, Actually, if he didn't talk, we would not have known how powerful or the worth of the oil. Look at this. He said, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Give us Amplify. A year's wages for an ordinary workman. And that money given to the poor 
the destitute, the next verse. This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because I want us to see the reply, the response of Jesus. But because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in the money box. Can you see? May God help the ministry of all our accountants and treasurers. And it's better to be away from the money box. If you know, you steal. If you can't give to God, don't steal from Him. Not giving to Him. Bible says in Malachi that you robbed him. If you are now not giving and you are still stealing, you are killing Him. Go to the next verse. Let's read the next verse together. One, two, three, go. But Jesus said, Let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. She has kept it for the day of my war. So that means her giving was prophetic. Next verse. Let's read next verse together. For the poor you have with you always. But me, you do not have always. God is even saying that, look, have you ever heard on the internet when they say tithe, some people say, no, me, I just give my tithes to the poor. Have you ever seen those kind of conversations? Can you see the scripture? The lowest form of giving you do in the kingdom is giving to the poor. Yes, sir. That's the lowest form of giving. Yes, sir. Bible says you should give to the poor. That if you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord. Yes, and God will pay you what you lend him. Yes, sir. <laughs> what you give, what you get to the poor. There is no, God is not saying you shouldn't go to give to the poor. It's all over the scripture. In fact, he told the Israelites that the last batch of your harvest, you must leave it. Let your land rest. While your land is resting, the remaining harvest uh, fruits that are on it, those who are poor will have something to pluck to eat. He told them. He has always taught them to give to the poor. There's nothing wrong with it. But you see, giving to the poor is the lowest form. That somebody comes and say, Anakuru, Bambiala, Anakuru, Or he looks at it and says, Ah, I Sanu Mendabo. Oh, Nekurike Kere. The poor, speaking in Giza, praise God. Or speaking in Kale. Let me tell you, it's God that bless you when you give to the poor. It is not their prayer. They are praying out of, out of, it's not just emotion. They are praying out of terrible experience. Are you getting what I'm saying? Out of terrible experience. Those kind of prayers can be very powerful. Because it's what God sees it and turns things. When people now plan things against you and turn things, that's why some prophets will tell you to go and give to the poor. Because they know that when they are praying, you know, it can turn what people are saying against you, can turn it upside down. Any politician that you hate in this country, one of the best ways for the politician to win another election is that to start giving out. That's why they give a lot. So people will say, ah, he's a good man. It will swear with you. And before you know it, things start changing for the man again, you still vote him back. 
Even though some of you, a class of you who will not give, you, he won't give you money because you, you, for what, you can't buy my soul. Even though some of your friends, they are taking money. But then, you know, you, you, those who, the local people, the HRTW, the Jonathan, you give them everything. Say, Babao, Babao. And that's where, yeah, 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 yeah. And all those things, before you know it, put together. Help me, you can be hungry in your own estate. Why is my role not All oh, this crazy politician. They are coming back again. Your vote can't resist them. That covenant is a very serious one. No? The Israelites, they practice a lot of things till now. They cannot be down in the world. It's a special nation. It's too late for me to change my this thing. I can't rush to the United States to go and do what? Israelites will be relevant forever. There will be many world power. There used to be many other world power now. The United Kingdom was there. USSR, I mean, they, things will come and go. You can see it in the, in the, the book of Daniel. Pasha, Nebuchadnezzar, Juicy, the Medes, and other different kinds. It's only Israelites that have been word, silent, coded, secret power ever since. And they are behind every commercial activities of every other state or country or technology. It's covenant of Abraham. Praise the Lord. What was this one? Mary was uh, okay. Let's read it. She lavished the precious perfume valued at three hundred denarii on Jesus. A denarii represents the daily wage of a laborer. In today's value, that anointing cost approximately thirty thousand dollars. Mary was extravagant in her adoration because, in her eyes, Jesus was worthy. So that's partnership. Thirty thousand. Dollars. If Mary is still alive, it's three million dollars. Ten point eight million era. Perfume. Listen to me. No, 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 no. Listen. Wait. Listen to me. Wait. Wait. That is why our faith is not against. My time is gone. That is why our faith is not against you using good things. So far, you have showered those good things on God first. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can't be thinking of giving God a car and not have one. I know what I'm talking about. There is no car I've ever used in my life. It's church that uses it 98% of the time. I don't have anybody in the village I'm going to show a car. I don't, are you getting what I'm saying? I don't have any, are you getting what I'm saying? Anytime I drive, it's for the ministry. Anytime I drive. And there is none ministry has bought for me. There is none. Edaken, you want to repent and buy me a car? Get angry and buy me a car. I will take it. I will take it. It's my right. I can show you in the Bible. It's biblical. Get angry and buy me a car. Presently, I need 2016 Hmm? Talk, you are the one that will drive it. <laughs> I was in a meeting with Baba Biara, a big meeting. The man said, You were not in our program in Ibadan. That was in Lagos, at the Liverpool bus stop there. He said, Come, raise your hand. I want to bless you. The blessing I gave them in Ibadan, I want to give you your own. As we raise our hand, he said, Hobby. <laughs> if, you are, if you know 
you need blessing. The next program, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Well, I will give you an opportunity. He just told them there. He said, I feel like riding a blue Benz. So he said, that's my next ride. He said, if you want to give me Benz, that's what you should give me. So he said, for the next program, I want you people to sow a seed. A young secondary school leaver. I didn't know where I was going to get it. When I tell you I've been practicing this thing since, this thing I'm telling you is around early 2000. I didn't know where I was going to get it from. I wrote 5000. I put it in his hand like this. And I went back. A big meeting. A lot of people sat down. I was looking for admission, believing God for admission. Admission in those days is not like now. It's not strong. It's, in those days, admit key. Praise God. <laughs> it was admit scarce, admit difficult. Admit difficult, admit thick. <laughs> you know what happened? In my dream, I saw him. He came to me to give me two keys. Amen. Let me tell you, when you want to change any situation in your life, you have to throw a seed. You sow a seed. Scatter seed. He came to give me two keys. When the admission came, I had very funny jump score, 232. I can't forget. In those days, 232 is not relevant. It's powerful though. I mean, 220 something. The kind of course I wanted to do. You know the funniest thing? They gave me, they gave me, um, admission in Unilag. And gave me admission in IFE. Unilag was second choice. IFE was first choice. I was very surprised. You know that's unusual. They told me to come. You know, like now I made a mistake. They gave me industrial chemistry. If I gave me engineering. Number five, Luke chapter 8, 1 to 3. Luke chapter 8, 1 to 3, then I will close with Second Corinthians. Are you still here? Luke chapter 8, 1. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. The twelve were with him. Don't forget I said Peter and the rest, they partnered with him. Because they had money. The fish they caught that God did as a miracle, where did you think they put it? It was a ministry. When Jesus Christ was talking about the rich, that it would be difficult for them to enter the kingdom of God. Peter said, eh? So who shall now enter? So that means they were not poor. So Jesus now said, oh no, not that. You guys are going to enter, definitely, I mean. Not that. What I'm saying is that the rich that put their trust in their riches. If you put your trust in what you have, you can't give it. You don't want to give it. You don't want to lose it. Look at what it says. And certain women. Somebody says certain women. So it means that they were definite, they, they, not in an imaginary, not uh, all women. No. They, there were some women that were partnered with Christ. Certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons. Only her. And Johanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's stewards, from the power. Let me tell you, if you refuse to give to go into power, people from power will start giving. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you refuse to give, to grow, and break into the power places, palaces, God will start touching people from there to start sponsoring the gospel. There is a man of God in this city. He told us in a meeting. He said he's a Muslim that converted, that sponsored his ministry on TV. Single-handedly, that his program on TV is a Muslim that sponsored a, convert, a new convert. But the woman said, nobody must know. 
It's a secret combat. She has become a believer, but she doesn't want the world to know. Sponsoring the man's telephone. Look at it. It says, Steward and Susanna, many and many others who provided for him from their what? Substance. And it's not that you don't have substance. God has never made any believer without substance. You have substance. You have what to give. Remember that lad, that lad in the wilderness, when, they, when Jesus told them after he finished preaching, he said they should go. The lad was a partner. The rest, they were recipients of the ministry of Jesus. That boy was a partner. His lunch was given. You know, the boy could have said, ah, there's no way to buy food. Let me just hold on to it and eat it. But that's what God was going to multiply to feed the rest. Can you see, you are denying others if you don't partner with him. If you hear me say, I hear you. The minister to him. And their substance. Let's close with Second Corinthians chapter 8. Look, it's a commitment. Too. It's not what you do once in a while. It's what you do again and again and again and again and again. I wasn't surprised. Some people finish from Ife and then when they started working, they just brought their salary, their first fruits. They gave it to me. I took it. I took it. If I'm your spiritual parent, I will take it. If I'm not your spiritual parent, you just come and you just go and then just pump in and then just is that in the Bible? I can show you but the time has gone, I can show you it's in the Bible honor God with, the, with your substance and the first fruit of your what? increase, so shall thy barn overflow with blessings Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 honor God, is that not the way you put it? Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, can't elders who labor in the world of double honor. Honor is not saying, hey, good morning, sir. That's not honor. Honor is giving. Is that clear? That one is not bad because our culture says it's honor. So you can't say a man who does not prostrate in another tribe is not honoring his elders. Because that is Yoruba way of honoring by prostrating. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not in the Bible. Prostrating for people is not the culture of the Bible. What Bible calls honor is giving. And in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1, you know what Paul said? He said, finally, he said, I want to advise you to honor your parents in the Lord. What he's saying is not, ah, mommy, I love you. Substance, giving, gift. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Jesus is the first fruit in the New Testament. I hear you. I hear you too as you hear me. I hear you. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 11. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 11. First Corinthians, give it to them, let them hear. Scripture that will deliver you forever. Let's read it. One, two, three, go. If we have sown spiritual things for you, is it a great thing if we reap your material things? Just to clarify first fruit, I can, I can blast you on that one. In the Old Testament, God established it in such a way that it is the high priest that takes it. Not even the junior priest. Some people are arguing about tithes. Tithes. As a believer in the New Testament, you give your tithes easily. What you commit to partnership should even be bigger than tithes. What are you talking about? 
and give 40% of your income, 50%, 60%. God said in Malachi, try me with this. Try me, try me, try me. If you trust me, try me. I will not open the windows of heaven. Well, the New Testament has opened it. Why is things not happening in your business? God has opened it in the New Testament. It's true. But some people came and closed your own. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Demonic interference. Once they blur, all the investment disappear. Take off Corinthians chapter 8. Let me read verse 7. 7 to 9. Then I'll go to the second one. But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, some of you, you abound in this. Hey, faith! What by faith? In speech, knowledge. Your brain sparking. And it says, John 43, verse 2. It says it's not in the Bible. Knowledge. In speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, you are always there. In your love for us, see that you are bound in this grace also. It's talking about grace forgiving. I speak not by commandment, but I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. This is the demonstration of love. If you partner with him, it's really show that you love him. Yes? I said, for you know the grace of, your, of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yes, for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be what? Become rich. Let's go to the other one. So you see what it links to it. The grace. Let's read from verse chapter 9 now, verse 5. We are going to read all this together. Everybody, one, two, three, go. Therefore I thought it's necessary to exhort, exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not of a grudging obligation. Yes, you cannot complain. It is a matter of generosity. Yes, let's continue. One, two, three, go. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Give us Amplify for this verse. Amplify for, for verse 6. You see, remember this. He who sows sparingly and all that. He said, sows generously that the blessing may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. Go to the next verse. So let each one give as he proposed. Give us, give us Amplified. Let's just finish with Amplified. Everybody, let's read. Let each one give as he has made up his mind, own mind, and proposed in his heart. Not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion, for God loves. He takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver, whose heart is in his giving. If you are giving and is cost you something, your heart must be in it. David said, I will never give God what cost me nothing. Solomon actually saw it in the life of David. David said, what are you going to do to this God? One thousand cows, kill it! Kill it! God said, eh? What do you want? He said, prompt to do it. He said, God is unwilling to abandon a cheerful giver. Did you see it? I want us to read it gently together. One, three, go. Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and propose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. Wait. Now this next, you have to take note. No man of God must force you to give whatever. Look, if it's not coming from your heart, you are losing out. Let's read the next one. For God loves, he takes pleasure in. Prices are both other things. 
and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, point to do it giver, whose heart is in his giving. Now, take note of this. You must be joyous as you give. You must do it promptly. Don't say you are going to give and then you are procrastinating and you are, do you understand? And your heart must be what, you know, it must cost you something. But that's not the real deal here. The real deal is this. For God loves, he takes pleasure in a cheerful giver. God takes pleasure in a cheerful Look, don't think this thing. Don't, don't say God does not have favorites. Can you say he takes pleasure in a cheerful giver? Other kings were praying. He didn't come to answer their prayer. He, 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 they, he didn't even answer their prayer. Somebody just gave. He didn't pray. God told him, he said, pray. You, you have been praying. He prizes above other things. Somebody who partner with God is different from a child of God. You are more important to God. I'm telling this is the Bible. He prizes above other things. A partner to God is more important to God than a child of God. <laughs> a minister of God who also partner with God is more important. If the state is going to have problem, United States, Trump will not talk to his sons except the one that is working with him. It's the people working with him as ministers. Are you listening to me? Prices are both other things. And he's unwilling to abandon. I like this place. He's on, no matter what. That's why you see some people, they will be like their old boys, pumping into church, pump out. But their heart, they say, God, it's your law. It's your law. In Kong law, 100,000. They might even appear like Yahoo boys. They might look unserious. They might not attend all the prayer meetings. But anytime they mention the things of God, I know people like that. I know people like that. They might not even be consistent in most of the religious things or whatever activities that we do, but sometimes they come in and their heart is in it. They say, God, 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 ah, God. They just learnt it from their parents growing up. And they categorize God as somebody who can be angry at them and somebody who can be at peace with them if they appeal to him and then they give. They just give. God is unwilling to abandon them. They are not far from the kingdom. Or do without them. Look into that Bible and look at it. This is Bible. Can you see it? So if God is unwilling to do without you or is unwilling to abandon you, so what will happen to your business? Huh? Let me tell you the truth. Anytime you want to do something for yourself, divert it and give it to God. And see what I'm saying. Just yesterday, or day before yesterday, somebody sent, they sent money for birthday. There was a need somewhere. I had that money, I sent it. Pastors that preach cannot be blessed. It's pastors that practice giving that will be blessed. It doesn't, it's not a word preacher, it's a word doer that get blessed. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. It's not a word hearer that get blessed, it's a word doer. Go to the next verse. See the results. Let's read the results together. One, two, three, go. And God is able, read it louder. Wait, you are not reading it well. This is the consequence of being a partner. And you need to read it well. Are you getting what I'm saying? We understand at different level. 
When we mention facility seed in this church, the rate at which some people moved, I myself was challenged. One or two persons together, 100,000 B, like that. You, can't, you cannot have that kind of heart and God will not attend to your matter. Even if it looks like there is a delay, eh? by the time it will come out, it will come out bigger than your imagination. Go and check everybody that was delayed in the scripture. When their solution came, it was bigger than their imagination. When they were thinking of a guy, of a boy, that I want to have a boy, God was thinking of a nation, a prophet of a nation. Go and check throughout the scripture. Let's read it louder and boldly. Read it louder. So that the, the chain and circles of stinginess can break. One, two, three, go. Do you believe the Bible? So you see what he said. And God is able to make all grace. How many grace? You can't pray to get into all grace. Marital grace, career grace, business grace, relationship grace. Those ones that are, that are terrible. In your relationship with minus them. Are you getting Give you correct people. All grace. Every favor and earthly blessing. Don't say your reward is in heaven. Is both heaven and the head. Earthly blessing. Come to you in abundance. So that you may always and under all circumstances. How many circumstances? Not that you look at what is happening in Nigeria economy and run to U.S. All circumstances. So a giver or a partner will be successful anywhere in any economy. Anywhere. All circumstances. And whatever the need be sufficient. And whatever the need be sufficient. Possessing enough to require no hate. Or support, not that you get married and they are sending Pamoy to you. Or support. No hate or support. Even if they want to give you something, it must be out of their own willingness and you take it because you have much more than enough. Are you getting what I'm saying? And furnish in abundance for every good and charitable donation. The reason why God is giving you all grace is so that you can be a donor. Somebody will donate, somebody will bless, somebody will give. Good work. Somebody say, I hear. Somebody say, I hear. I hear. Rise up on it. Give us verse 9. Read it, everybody. How many times? Let the joke <laughs> Read the remaining. You see, this message, I like it. It has. Oh, 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 Tibai. God's word is a two edged word. Some people, when they were, what they were giving in secondary school is what they are still giving as offering. You can't. You heard a pastor saying God told him to triple his offering. Triple his offering. One of the ways to enter the new year. Come to church on Sunday and you don't have that offering, you have decided it. Whether you have it to give it or not, you have decided it. 
Read on. Verse 9. As it is written, read louder if you want us to close. <laughs> uh-huh. Scatters abroad. A gift to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. Verse 10. And God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruit of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. He gives you bread to eat, he gives you seed to sow. He is the one that does the two. Don't think your certificate does it. Don't think your going five, uh, eight to five does it. It's the one that does it. Yes? Thus, you will be enriched in all things and in every way, so that you can be generous. And your generosity as it is, administered by us, will bring forth thanksgiving. We have been put to administer it. That we have been put in charge to administer it, I delegated it to finance team to administer it. Listen to me. I don't administer things. I also minister. I give. This church decided to give Pastor Kodjo an offering. As I was going to deliver the offering, the Holy Spirit told me, say, had your own. Are you getting what I'm saying? See? One day I was in the heat. I just saw a pastor that I said, ah, can you send me Bishop Oedipo's account number? I got the Bishop Oedipo. I wired money. Personally, not church. I told you I met Bishop Francis Wally, okay, at the, at the airport. Dave! All that was in my hand. I was stranded there. If later I got a private jet, you'll be envious of me, I will beat you. I was stranded. He is my brother from Abuja. Normally when you land in the airport like that, they come to pick you. That day the vehicles were not available. Three, four hours I was there. And it's not an airport like this one that you can just get angry and say you are going home. You can't try it. <laughs> what do you have in your hand? What do you have in your brain? What skills do you have? What's your stewardship? I was speaking to some people. What's your commitment to the expansion of the gospel of God on the earth? What is your commitment? I'd like you to think about it. I'd like you to change your mindset. I'd like, like you to allow the word of God to walk inside your spirit and transform you. Lift up your hands and start, start talking to God. Just talk to God. Breathe. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word by Pastor Papa of Messiah, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact plus 234 or send a mail to talkwayofisayo at gmail.com. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny.